0: Hi, friends and fans of History from the Back Pages. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I was really in the mood and excited to review this movie. The last episode that I reviewed was a Japanese anime and I had an idea to continue on with watching more Japanese films. So I chose a legendary Japanese movie that I had not seen before for this week. Is by one of the greatest directors of all time. He's a legend in Japanese cinema and around the world. Once I say his name, you'll know he's one of the best of all time. And I haven't seen most of his movies. His one movie, once I mention it, you'll know. But Seven Samurai, one of the best movies ever made, I've seen. But most of his 29 other films, I have not. So I thought, why not start the second Japanese movie they will review with one of his. And let's get to the review. Very excited to talk about this movie. I greatly enjoyed it. I thought it was very masterful during different parts of the film. And let's get to it. The movie is called High and Low. It came out in 1963. So this is the 60th anniversary of the film. It's also loosely based on the 1959 novel, King's Ransom by Ed McBain, Evan Hunter. He's has many different pen names. It's from his 87 Precinct book series. And this movie, the first part was very unbelievably great. The first act, the second act I thought was very solid. And the third act I thought was a little bit weaker, not as great as the first two, but in the third act's defense, the first act was so great that it was hard to follow up with that. So the main plot for High and Low, before we get to that, let's talk about some of the main stars, characters in the film. So Akira Kurosawa, the legendary director, came up with this film. He did an excellent job creating it. And this was an our collaboration between him and the excellent actor. Toshiro Mifune. They starred together in 16 different films that Akira Kurosawa directed. He became one of his actors. that he put in lots of his movies, and he was a great choice for this film. He had a great commanding presence on the screen. His emotion was very real, very believable. When he was very depressed and sad and going through a more dilemma, He had to make a decision that would affect people's lives including himself and those outside his own family i felt great empathy for him and i connected with the character and believed that he had to make a decision that was very hard for everyone but if he made the wrong one it could have great ramifications for those outside his family and his own family as well so that was part of the first act i greatly enjoyed the more dilemma aspect so the main character is named Kingo Gondo. He's a high ranking executive director for a company called National Shoes. This part I really enjoyed because right now my main job is selling shoes, shoe salesman for women's shoes and this company National Shoes makes women's shoes. And his main goal as the executive director, Kingo Gondo, played by Tashira Mafune is he wants the company to continue to make sturdy, high quality shoes, which is what they are currently making for the market. He wants them to last a long time, well-made, comfortable shoes that women want to buy and they'll keep for a long time and continue to associate good feelings with the brand and continue to buy shoes from national shoes. But there's another rival faction in the company made up of three men who were trying to jockey for higher positions, get more stock between them to overtake the company from the old man. That's the man currently has the majority in ownership of the company. They're trying to rival, percentage-wise, to overtake the old man. They want to make cheap, low-quality shoes for the impulse market, so shoes are really crap. Low-quality shoes that women will buy and buy. Like, they'll break a couple of days, a couple of weeks, and then they'll buy more of them. Shoes that don't last long, but will get them big money fast. They want shoes that get quick profits in the short term. Not looking at the long term, unlike Tershia Mifune's character, Kingo Gongo. He wants to make profits in the long term, continue to make profits, where they want quick, easy money. And they ask him... Can he join along with them? Because if he joins them with their shares, they'll have enough to overtake the old man. The four of them between with all together, they can have enough to overtake him and take control. But King Gongo denies that. He says, no way. He wants to continue to do it his way with the the shoes that are well-made and durable, not the crap shoes. So then, of course, they're angry. And he had some secret plan that they didn't know about that he was working on for years that he believes will have a positive effect on the outcome of the overtaking of the company between the old man, the three cheap shoes, and then himself. So then that's the first part of it, the the business aspect. He believes in his fortunes have changed for the better with his family and his son, June, and his wife. They believe that once he reveals this plan to his family that they could have more success, get better income and better um, overall aspects in the family's life. But then this is where the main movie begins. So I don't want to spoil a lot of the film because it's so amazing. I really enjoyed it. I just want to give quick parts and this stuff's revealed like 20 minutes in to the movie very fast. It's not really a spoiler. And when you see on Amazon where I watched it in Japanese with English subtitles, you'll see right away, this is what the movie's about. So it's not a spoiler, it's in the description. So I don't count that as a spoiler. So what happens is that he reveals his secret plan. He's very excited, happy, he has a drink. He's sitting down with his family, but suddenly he receives a phone call. This is the deciding moment in the movie where it gets going. He gets a phone call from a serious man and he says, I've kidnapped your son. You need to pay 30 million yen or your son will die. He says if he pays the 30 million yen, his son will be released. He gives them the classic um, just instructions. say so do not go to the police. If you tell anyone, your son will be executed. The classic stereotypical things that a kidnapper tells the person who their loved one has been abducted what to do. And suddenly, King Gugongo the actor, him, he's, he's freaked out. The characters freaked out. He's like, "Oh no, it's my son!" And his wife are devastated. Like, what's happening? They start becoming scared. Of course, they're really, they're really like, alarmed. What happened to their son? But suddenly, their son comes out of the, like his room, and they're like, our son's here. What's going on? And what happened really was that their son June was not kidnapped. Because he had a close friend Shinji, and they almost looked identical. They even mentioned it in the movie, but the chauffeur who well, the main character had, who lived there with them, his son Shinji and Jun looked identical, and they actually switched outfits. So the kidnapper mistakenly kidnapped the chauffeur's son Shinji instead. So he was kidnapped by mistake. So this is where the more dilemma of the movie takes place in the first act revolves around this so his son was not kidnapped so kingo gongo has the no more dilemma because he had fortuned and is in debt he had took out loans he made all these power play moves to take over the uh, national shoes company and all of us is riding on the new money he received to take over so he doesn't really have anything in reserve or any extra money at all and if he loses this money pretty much his house will be taken his family will be destitute and he'll be on the streets because he's well paid has a good amount of money but he's not like a kingpin yakuza boss or man with billions yen he has a good amount of money but he's not overflowing with cash and reserves and savings so Suddenly he has to decide, will he pay the 30 million yen ransom to the kidnapper in safe return for his chauffeur, Aoki's son, Shinshi? Or will he not pay the 30 million yen ransom to save him, his wife, and his son's lives instead from going destitute and on the streets? And if he does not pay, the son will be executed according to the kidnapper and his chauffeur, Aoki, will be devastated instead. So, of course, they call the police. They, they, even when the son, they believe they've been kidnapped, they call the police. So they had to come up with an action plan. There's more dilemma between him, the chauffeur, his wife, his son. But I'll talk to him, like, should he save the son, Shinshi? Should he not save him? Can he fortune the 30 million yen and ruin his and his family's lives? Or does he need to save his chauffeur, y- Yoki's son, so his life would be saved in good fortune. So most of the first act takes playing around that, jeopardizing his own life, his own position at the company, or will he save his chauffeur's son? It takes a lot of that going on, emotional more dilemma, because that's not his son, and because he doesn't affect him, so to speak. He's like, I don't know. At first, he's kind of on the fence. He doesn't, can't afford to pay the $30 million yet. And he says, he says he can't risk his own family's lives to be homeless, to save a chauffeur's son, even though he's devastated, he does not want to save the son. He mentioned that, he says, I do want to save your son, but I don't know how it could be done without destroying my own family's lives. So he goes on with that dilemma, talking to the police. Seeing as a different plan, something can be done instead of giving the 30 million to the kidnapper. They've run out of ideas, and finally, they do go ahead, and the son, rest try go of plan to rescue the son. So that more dilemma part takes place for most of the movie, the first half. The second half deals with the money aspect and investigating for the kidnapper, and then the third place act takes place with the kidnapper being investigated, trying to be found, and his demise. So the first act was excellent with the more dilemma, trying to figure out how to save the chauffeur's son. Can he do this and risk his family's life, or does he throw it all into the wind and rescue the son? That part I felt very gripping, emotional, and excellent. And that's the movie High and Low. Excellent first act with the more dilemma, solid second act with the plan to deliver the money and save the son, and then weaker third act with investigating the kidnapper, trying to find him, and then bring him into custody. The one reason I did not love the third act was because the first act was all about the main character, King Gogondo, trying to rescue the son and his family. The second act was a bit mostly about him rescuing the son and investigating parts. But the third act took place all with the police. So only in the inspectors in the movie, the complete police. King Gugano's character basically disappeared after the first two acts. It revolved all around Inspector Tokara, the chief in her kidnapping case, and Adele oh. of that part. And other detectives and trying to find the kidnapper before he strikes again. So I thought that was weaker, because at first it was more of an emotional drama d- dilemma movie. Then it turned more into a police procedural, which I enjoy those. But I thought that made the movie was a bit too long, because it's 143 minutes, so a very long film, like two almost two and a half hours, and. The first act needed to be long because that was the dragon force for the movie and the most important part. The second half needed to be a bit long to find and rescue the chauffeur's son. And the third act was just too long because too much investigating, too much trying to find the kidnapper. And I thought one of the weaker aspects was that the kidnapper seemed very well prepared, very intellectual, very devious, monstrous. I did not like him, he was very villainous. But once he was revealed, his character was not, in honesty, that interesting. Once they revealed why he perpetrated this crime, why he went ahead with the kidnapping, his driving force, it felt weaker to me. They were trying to show and gather sympathy for the man, why he went along with his devious crime and why he was not a monster, but really he did it for his own survival but I didn't really bond with him or find any uh, sympathy or empathy for him. I just thought he was cold-blooded uh, monster and deserved his punishment. And also another reason that he was weaker, the main kidnapper, the mastermind of the kidnapping plot, was because I didn't find the actor that amazing or the character, because he wore like black sunglasses and then he would speak a few words like, I've kidnapped your son. Or you'll never see him alive. He felt cooler when he was on the phone, because most of it took place. His introduction and most of the movie with him took place on the phone, and he sounded very menacing, very friendly, very calculated. Once they revealed him, he just seemed weak. So that was just one issue out of the movie. That was a small issue, but one I had nonetheless. This movie also had the classic, as I mentioned evil, ambitious, calculating businessmen, which a lot of these movies have. And overall, greatly enjoyed it. So if I had to break it down into a rating on my rating scale, I definitely have to go first rate because the first act was this masterpiece. The second very solid and third one weak. but calculating all of them and putting them into a, um, together, it's still, for me, is a first rate film and one i would highly recommend you watch because it's great to watch movies from different cultures international films that's one of the things i agree with and also please watch it in black and white in japanese with english subtitles i think that's the only version that's available i don't think it's dubbed or available in color just black and white with english subtitles which is good the only thing i would recommend or mention as a qualifier is if you can only watch films that are dubbed or have English audio, then maybe it's not the right film for you. Or if you could only watch films that are in color and not black and white, then it's probably not the right film for you. But if you have no problem with watching movies in black and white or that are in the natural language, not dubbed, then you'll definitely enjoy this film. So thank you for watching and listening to my review of High and Low by Kira Kurosawa. One of his movies from the 1960s. Excellent film and probably a little bit lesser known than like for example Seven Samurai which the most well-known in radio films of all time but it's one nonetheless still one that's excellent and highly recommend it. Thank you, have a good rest of your week, stay safe, have fun this weekend see you next time on History from the Backpages.